our, our job is about education, a lot of it, but it's also yeah. about this. It's EQ. You know, you have to be able to understand where the that they're coming from and not, you know, if it, it's such a long process over a year, if you're too pushy or there's a, there's all this, there's a balance that you always have to stretch. Now, I'd like to mention, Chris, just, just, we have a, a process. It's about a, a nine to 10 step process, right? Love, that to, we love go to hear about that. Yeah. Just to get, you know, one, one sale, right? So, you know, it starts with that you get, you get the lead from a referral from, from whatever um, you, you call. Okay. Again, it's a very brief sort of here's who, here's who we are. Here's what we do. Um, I'd be interested. Can, can we set up a meeting? So the whole yeah. goal for this call really is to just set up a meeting. 100%. You have your your introductory battery presentation often done over Zoom. This is where you go into the details on the battery. We we ask that there's one hour, you know, available same as uh as you're booking an estimate, you want to make sure the time's there. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really excited to be bringing Luke Dentant on today. Luke is one of our previously top operators. He worked with us for two summers in the Owen Sound area. Challenging situation. He used to commute from Hamilton to Owen Sound every weekend. So, so really overcome a, a lot of challenges during his first two seasons with us. Was a top performer, you know, Mexico type performer. And he went on to join a company called Strongcore, one of the fastest growing companies in Canada in the electrical battery space. And this company uh, is specifically looking to get student past former student painter salespeople because they just see the shared values, the shared skill sets and um and they're they 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 have a number of them the ceo the the head of business development and a number of other people and they're looking for more so so luke is here sharing about the company uh luke is here uh sharing about the company as a story for leaders of tomorrow and then also as a story for our alumni to potentially hear more about strong core and be interested in potentially coming and learning more and joining the organization so Exciting conversation. This is kind of leading edge technology and and a real difference in making a real impact on the environment as well. So I know you'll love the story. And uh, if if you have if you the, the big thing is if you know any young Luke Dentants, we want them. We are on campus recruiting actively and would love would love any referrals. You can reach me at cthompson at studentworks.com. Have a great day. Luke, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Chris, it's uh, it's great to be here. Thank you, yeah. sir, and uh, yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, well, super excited about this. And and um, why don't we jump back to tell me who uh, who Luke was before you joined the program? Luke was a uh, avid partier and, and really enjoyed uh, you know having fun, but also. Uh, huge chip on my shoulder. And, and I knew that uh, going into university, you know, I wanted to, uh, to do something great. And I went through my first year of school, uh, realized um, this is really hard, you know, and especially 
juggling money, school, the rest of it. And, and so I was uh, I was in a place where I knew I needed to do something sort of drastic and change, you know, how I was uh, going about things. And so, yeah, I had a, I definitely knew that there were things I needed to work on, but I don't think that I I didn't feel like there was any outlet for me to actually go out and and do the kinds of things that I get the experience I needed. So I was a uh, I was a kid. Uh, with, with a lot of ambition and, and a lot of drive and, and that's that's about it <laughs> right <Okay>. so so <laughs> and, and but nowhere uh, to know, focus nowhere to that's focus. exactly and, and there was school but i also felt as though and i was taking i'm taking i took business i, I graduated uh with a business degree from mac so i felt that i wanted to learn you know outside in the real world as well and i felt there was some you know i wasn't quite getting what I needed from the business program at the end of the day, not what I wanted, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's so, totally, that totally makes sense. Yeah, that that was me. That was me when I when I uh, first met uh, Alex Alex McKenzie. Alex McKenzie. Yeah. Alex McKenzie. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Alex. Uh, one of our one of our You're really, watching. Really, yeah, really super uh, business coaches, and uh, and so uh, you know you you uh, you. You worked in Owen Sound for a couple summers, 100k yep. plus operator. You know, made the trips. What what's um, the top performer trips? What do you think back about those times? Any sort of takeaways? You know about those oh, couple yeah. summers? Absolutely. Um, I mean, where do I start? Right. Mm -hmm. So so the first takeaway is that uh, you know it demanded a lot of time, and this was again very uh, you know there we were all, everyone was upfront about this, right? Yeah. I knew this. Um, but it, even more than I expected. And yes. so since I was, you know, outside of my turf, I, I clearly remember the, you know, every weekend driving back, you know, three and a half hours yeah. uh, to do my, to do my door knocking and estimates and everything, you know, starting in February. And so um, I can remember, especially in the first summer being like, I'm going to do, I'm going to give this my all and I, and I really hope it's, it's worth it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I remember it being uh, a, a struggle as well, time management. So. Um, here I was in school. And this is yeah. just leading up to the summer, right? Going yeah. home every single weekend, making yeah. calls throughout the week. And that didn't, uh, it got better in the second year, but still still demanding. Um, you know, move, moving throughout the summer, it was, especially my first year, it was uh, a huge learning curve, right? So going from knowing almost not, basically nothing, right? About yeah. painting or, or yeah. really anything. And all the way to, you know, I'm at the first job site and I'm thinking, all right, let's. It's time to figure this out. But here's the thing: I had enough. You know, the training was there, but there's nothing quite like doing it. So yeah, a lot of firsts. Uh, again, putting myself into those situations that I would have never been in at my age. I can remember getting the first 5k check and thinking, you know, this is a lot of money. I've never held this much money, and yeah. um, I, I can remember, you know, having, you know, 10, 12 hour days just uh, doing what needed to be done, right? And and. Uh, so, so there's a lot of, of of great memories, but also a lot of of, of ones that are that were really tough. I mean, it was hard. So, yeah. Um, at the end of it all, you know, what I took away from it was 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 timeless, right? But in the moment, it was um, definitely the hardest thing I, I I'd ever done, you know, and probably will be just because of where I was at going into it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it it was it, it's different now thinking back versus when I was in it. Well, yeah, yeah, no, well, well, I think, and and I think, you know, I think some of the things just to reflect on what you said that are really common is it is th for the vast majority of people, the hardest thing they'll ever do. 
And, and it's not because it is the hardest thing they'll actually ever do, but because of their preparation for it, they're running, right. you know, what they've done before, this is so much more. And then, you know, it is, you know, like you said, I think it's fair. Oh, you tell us that, but you really don't get it. You're like, and it's, yeah. and it's true. You, you just can't get it until you go through it. It's, it's kind of like if anybody's done something really, really challenging, um, yep. you know, climbed a mountain done, uh, you know, I know tree planting is something physically, you know, really, sure. really exceptionally hard physical things, you know, yep. it's triathlon, but yeah, you know. that's right. Iron man, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, just overcoming these things. And that's one of the things that running a business, you know, uh, you know, in your first, second, third, fourth year of school, that does it for you. You know, it's like, wow, yeah. look what I accomplished. It's just so much more. And you walk away with a different sense of yourself, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. It it, it changed my identity, who I am. It, and mm -hmm. it helped me get to, you know, where I was trying to go. There, there was no path and this was it. And I think also to, to your comment about running a business, it being all encompassing, I think mm -hmm. is very helpful because you have to do everything right yes. from you know the sales the the uh production scheduling hiring yeah. uh you know you're you're not just doing one thing and so you quickly realize what you're good at and what you're less good at and, yeah. and i think that's very important people always they want to know what they're you know what am i good at but it's almost better to know what you're bad at because at that point you know you know okay i should probably focus on this stuff and i can you know that's where delegation comes in but you don't know until you know um 100%. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, no, it's, I, I it's yeah. no, no, it's, no, sorry. No. It's true. It's true. Like, like the, the, um, you know, to me, one of the most important things in life is focus what you're great at, focus what you really enjoy. And the reality is you enjoyed sales. You did well in yeah. sales and you struggled with production, but what sort of things did you struggle with? Well, I struggled with my organization as yeah. a, a big, a big issue. You know, I, I'm great in the moment and I, and, and when I'm on, I can be on, but yeah. you know, I was really good at really good at waking up at six in the morning, you know, like, Oh, what I, I'm like, I have seven employees, like things aren't. And then I would go and work just super hard, right. To, yeah. to, to figure it all out. And so I was, you know, working hard, you know, not for this, not smart. And I wasn't putting the time in, right. Uh, before getting to the job before you know yeah. i was so focused on my i on my, i need to book the sales i need to keep going and going it that i really didn't you know put in that time and so that that comes with well it comes with experience but also i'm just i'm not that great at it at the end of the day it's not my forte to be the yeah. you know person that's going to keep everything in line and make sure that everything goes up you know i, I made money it's not as yeah. if it wasn't a uh, but that was what, definitely where i struggled so it wasn't even not saying what I'm what I'm doing. It was, you know, I would ask for advice from my from my you know district coach, manager, yeah. my coach, right? And then uh, I'd be like, oh, that's 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 not what I wanted to hear, right? So shoot, and, and then I <laughs> then I wouldn't take the advice, <laughs> um, and then everything would, uh, would 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 go south. So, you know, part of that was a lack of maturity as well, and, and yeah. it's it's something that you know it changes as you as you go through these experiences and you think back and. Yeah, so so these are things that I could have definitely done better, um, but it, it's also not some one of my strengths, right? And yeah. and uh, so I knew I wasn't going to go into, uh, you know, project management. Let's say yes, yeah, and so. yeah, and 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 also it's it's great to sort of see that. Okay, and I'm sure as well. On the other hand, you manage way more with structure now. And by the yeah. way, our company is actually way way better at. We now have everybody 
show us the structure online in Google Docs, mm. or we won't let them start. You know, so so oh. so before it was masked, people could say, "Oh, I've got it." You know, right. and and it was hard to know, and and you know, sure. people would ask questions, and but it was hard to know, and and good sales guys, you know, could throw sand and and act like they had it when they didn't. And uh, so now we've uh, we've 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 created more structure, which then has had our averages jump tremendously and uh, profits, etc. Yeah. And 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 uh, and just and I've as seen a result, that. Yeah, of course. By for the sure. way, since since I you know I've I've been now out of the pro. I think 2017, 2018 were the right. So since then, I mean, you guys have doubled, it and it's it's tripled. incredible to see tripled. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have ever okay. assumed. But so, so, and that, that's a testament to, to that, right? And, and as yeah. you said, you have operators staying for longer and yeah. longer. I, for me personally, you know, my, my, my DM, my, my, my coach did absolutely everything mm-hmm. to the T, right? He, yeah. he was on. It was just, I wasn't necessarily as accountable to myself as he, uh, you know, as I, as I could have been. And so I, again, those, those values were all, they should have been there. The, the, you know, the system was there. I just, uh, well, I would do, I would get, there would be so much going on that I'd be like, okay, like I can't, I can't do that right now because I have all these things happening yeah. right now, right? What's the uh, urgent, task? urgent, urgent, but important? Yeah, yes. So everything yeah. was urgent all the time because yeah. I never took the time to do the uh, not urgent but very important, you know, steps of, of planning and scheduling and all the rest of it. So, well, yeah, that's great. It, it was, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think those are great. Those are great lessons for our leaders to hear. Is is one of the things as well as is that I, I really love to put this in is is as entrepreneurs we want freedom we crave freedom it's actually one of the things that drives you know sale you know uh, salespeople as well and and entrepreneurs and people don't understand that it's structure that gives them freedom the more structure they have the more freedom they'll have and and which and is that's counterintuitive right? which is totally counter and it's what it what people resist. So, 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 so it's like the more structure I have, the more freedom I'll have. So, yeah. Yeah, it is true. And I can say that for sure, you know, being in the, in the job I'm at now, it's, I, I know actually that because I'm not as great at that, I put extra time and effort into the structuring, the scheduling, the, yes. you know, I, I got complimented the other day for my organizational skills, which I never thought was going to happen, but it's because yeah. I knew that they, they weren't great. And, and I, and I've been working really hard at that. Right. So well, yeah. it's, it's amazing, right. To, to know. And yeah. And then it's, I had no then, idea. Yeah. And then Luke, it becomes more about integrity because people compliment me on my organization, but really it's, you show up on time, you do what you say, you, you know, so, 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 and that's really what people need to see. And, and on the other hand, again, one of the things I'm sure at strong core, they set up a whole bunch around you to go and we've got this. We've got the, yeah. you know, the deliveries and the manufacturing and all those things. Yeah. And, you know, so, which is, you which have is a team. Right. Yeah. Yes, it, absolutely. You have a team. <laughs> and <laughs> it, I, I do think though, that all of these things, you know, like you just said, I think that's interesting, but you're, you're, you're complimented on organization, but also the, the being early and, and doing what you say, these things all fall into, you know, I was great at that. I would always show up to the estimate, you know, Good. five times I was, all of that I could do because I knew how important it was for the sale and for the right. and, and the people stuff. Like yeah. that's what I that's what clicked for yeah. me. You know, it even being on time. You know, but but it's being on time always and in every facet. That's the you know and, and making sure everything has equal importance. You know, yeah, it's great to that's show good. up on time to the to the sale, but 
if you're not there. Right, right, but right the throughout, right throughout. And then life will be less stressful and people will be happier and I'll get more referrals and all those things. And it's way harder all the time, right? So so there's a big priority around sales because then I close I close the deal. You know, so yeah. but but let's move on. So sure. you you went you went from student works and so so tell us about about that next stage and what happened and and, and what you learned. Sure. Uh, well, you know, COVID came around, um, finished my degree, and then right out of uh, right out of school, I was actually in Owen Sound, right, chatting with uh, with uh, a friend of mine who had been doing scholars at at your service. So he was someone that when I was doing a painting. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Before works, then, you you worked with Mark Cox, though. Of course. My apologies. This was an internship throughout school. So ah, got it. Um, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Again, so I had an internship through through Chris, actually. Uh, you you were uh, kind enough to, once I had my second summer, I reached out to Chris and I said, hey, I I uh, I want to go out and, and do something else. And I, and I again, I, I'd love for your help, you know, right. in, in getting this done. Do you have any connections, et cetera? And he said, yes, absolutely. Put me in touch with, with Mark Cox, which has actually, it's been integral to, to where I'm at today because what Mark, uh, does as I'm sure you know, he's been on the podcast. You know, yes, he has sales, sales training. Uh, he's a sales coach. He, he goes in and, and and basically turns these teams around, right? So he's phenomenal at what he does. And uh, what he taught me to do is use LinkedIn uh, and, and all of these. You know, his his system, right? And you talk about systems a lot. His system was uh, very effective, and it's I, I took it with me in, into the job that I have now. So. And yeah, I didn't mean to gloss over that. That was a six month long internship in my in my fourth year. And then my yeah. fifth year of school was you know pushed off to the, and, to the next for, year. And for our leaders, uh, it's called in the funnel sales coaching. Yeah. And Mark Cox is an exceptional sales leader and sales coach. And again, yeah. uh, I'm not sure exactly what um what episode Mark was, but he's 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 amazing. He sold a billion dollar deal one time. Um so he is yeah. he's remarkable. And and again, learning how to use LinkedIn as a sales tool. So why don't we actually spend a little bit of time because um sure. about how that's done um and and how 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 again you learned to do it really effectively and now you're doing it as part of your work with Stromcore. Yeah, absolutely. Um LinkedIn so, so when you're selling in the B2B world, it's all about um, finding the right person, the decision maker, you know, um, yeah. that's the main thing. And then trying to get that initial conversation. But there are a whole lot of ways to get to the decision maker, but it's important to know who they are in the first place. Yeah. Right? That, that's how you use LinkedIn. So LinkedIn has a, uh, a program called Sales Navigator. And, and this is a sort of, it's a secondary program that you have to pay for, but it takes all the information from, you know, uh, your client's profiles and, and, and gives you sort of these tidbits. You can search up, you know, let's say I'm looking for, uh, let's just take an example, Costco. You know, I can go into Costco. I can isolate based off of the geographic location, based off of the, uh, you know, what what is their position within the company, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So once you narrow, and this all, and again, it starts with what's your target market, right? So yeah. who is it? You know that you're trying to to get to is it the production manager, the operation managers, um, purchasing obviously, but it it you it can get you know it's it is account to account in terms of who you're trying to get to, but often you'll have four or five terms or or at least you know positions that 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 could be decision makers. So yes. you build your lists this way instead of saying I'm going to call 500 numbers and them being 500 sort of just businesses that you're just going in through the directory. 
Now you're saying I'm going to call 50 people and I'm going to call them twice a week in a sequence for a month, right? With emails and and calls mixed in there um, to get their attention. And you know who they are. So you focus your, your energy on them. You make it personalized. And it's very important nowadays that you know, you do some research on the the company, but also the person so that you're not some, you have to stand out. And, and that yeah. can be really hard uh, today when you have tons of people, right, you know, reaching yeah. out. I mean, it's honestly like, you got to clear, you got to stand out from hundreds on its hundreds of, of people reaching out. So yeah. Um, and it's and just yeah, so everyone's clear, just so everyone's clear, know what you're selling, you're not standing out, because there's the 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 what strong core is and we'll go back to that uh yeah. but strong core is a very uniquely identifiable incredibly fast growing company that's really really got some incredible technology and let's remember that you're just first of all standing out or sorry you are just a sales rep so yes. what what is what's why do I want to talk to this per- person? Why do I want to engage with this person? So as Luke said here, I've identified maybe ten or fifteen people in the organization, and then the other thing that happens is is that finally you reach someone, and you start talking to them, and yes. then they bring it up, and it's all of a sudden these ten or fifteen other people, but they've all had contacts with 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 Luke through these different ways, and they go oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's and it's top of mind. And they go, Oh yeah, no, I hadn't responded to that. I, you know, I wasn't sure what's going on. Oh no, this looks like a real thing. You know, yeah. and 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 so it because organizations aren't made, sorry, organizational decisions aren't made by one person. I guess theoretically they are, quote unquote, the CEO makes the decision, but that's ridiculous because the CEO could not get out of bed from from trauma from all the decisions they're making. So so yeah, no, they got other stuff it, to do as well, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the ultimate decision or the ultimate strategy decision. Yes, the CEO he or she makes that, but but individually, you know, so and so is responsible for this area, and yeah. and and then as well, there's people who make the decision or or sorry, it really is a lot of group decision making and how will this impact this area and how will this impact and you know some people can't say yes but they certainly can say no etc so it's it's all this this different information uh about uh about how an organization works and and they're all slightly different right are they a centralized organization that has again a a a main buyer with every location being at their own uh, you know, responding to that main buyer and they don't have any say and they have to go through the top guy or is it location by location? They have their own buyer, their own, et cetera. So yeah, it it does change. And this is, these are, this is part of that research phase when you're going and you're choosing what accounts you actually want to go after. Um, again, you have to figure out, and this, this is part of the cold calling process is you, you're, you're learning. You might not call the the lower level sort of maintenance manager to get a deal, but you might call to find out and have a conversation and get some information about how the company works and how you might be able to actually effectively reach the right person. You might just be calling for for to have a conversation, right? And to learn a bit. Like knowledge is your is your tool. It, the more you know about the client and the company yeah. and that the better you'll you'll be. It, so and yeah. also also Luke, knowing their pain points. So you're talking yes. to the plant manager and you're finding out they're really struggling with this area. And this is the downtime that they're experiencing every month. Because yep. of this battery system system they're using, so that when you're calling 
the head buyer, you're able to say, you know, I was talking to David and who's running the Mississauga plant and here's what he told me, um, yeah. you know, and, and, oh, wow. Okay. And maybe they don't even know that information. Uh, and, and then obviously they'll check it out. So you're telling, you know, you're getting accurate information and making notes, et cetera. But, but yeah. that can really influence them to sort of say, oh, I'll turn this five minute conversation into sure. Let's set up a half hour zoom meeting uh yeah. next week and and we're yeah. moving forward it's it's interesting you bring that up because one thing mark you know mark uh does talk a lot about is you know just breaking through that wall there, there is a wall everyone has yeah. a wall and uh, you know anyone knocking on on how on doors to sell paint jobs knows that uh, it's like who are you why should i listen you know why should yes. i care <laughs> um so to have that mindset going in you know you have to answer all of those questions for them within you know the first little bit of, of time you have to be well prepared and having a name having ha just all of that helps break down that that wall so hey you know billy from from x you know facility was telling me this right away he's like oh he knows billy he knows this facility he's done some research this guy isn't a stranger necessarily they give you the next five to ten minutes so yes yeah it all works together right it's all it's like saying hey i was just talking to to birth your neighbor you know Janine yeah. next door uh, and she was saying X and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, Janine, right? So, yes. Yeah, it it, it it goes. It I guess this flows into what, you know, what we're probably going to talk about is the skills are all extremely transferable, right? But yeah. what I learned from Mark helped me in the business world with B2B, right? Whereas yeah. what we were doing with student painting was B2C. B2C, uh, yes. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and that's great. And it's great proving grounds. And again, it would be really difficult to do what we're doing sorry impossible to do what we're doing at for b to b to b to b you know it's just yeah, so it, much more complex the decision making is is done over months and years and yeah. so so it just it just the you know you know it doesn't it doesn't work where where again consumers will quite regularly make a decision on the spot to move ahead with again five thousand dollar projects and we yeah. coach people how to make that happen uh and uh businesses don't operate in the same way so 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 no. so let's go back to let's go back to you graduate and you you bump into Strongcore. Why don't you talk about talk talk about that? You know the hiring process and and what what, sure. what influenced you to get the job and influenced uh, them to be interested in you. Sure, yeah, and, and and it goes back to the to the student painting with with you guys with Student Works because I I was talking with and this had been recommended to me. You know, at, if you have friends that have done this or whatever, reach out. Uh, you know, talk to them. See. Uh, you know, pick their mind and, and, you know, it's always good. And so he was a competitor from a year prior. He was no longer doing it. Um, and he'd been working for, you know, scholars, right. Which was yeah. a competing service. Now we were having, we were friends and, and we were having uh, a, a supper at Boston pizza. And I'm, I was, we were talking about the future. I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I want to, I want to get into sales, et cetera. And, and Will, it's, uh, he, he brought up Stromcore um, because his district manager uh, is now my boss. So, his district manager was looking for ex student painting people like exclusively, right? That yeah. was the criteria was you have to have ran a, a, a successful student painting business. And so Will said, would you like, you know, uh, would you like to speak with JS? I think, you know, he'd love to have a conversation with you. So um, I said, sure. You know, I, I didn't know much about the company. Uh, he said he, he said he, he works with forklift batteries. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. And I'm like, I, Again, forklift batteries, like, okay. Let's, <laughs> never let's thought that was pretty cool. But but by the no, way, it is pretty cool. But I never it thought is. it was pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, and so we, we, you know, I, I gave him a call and we had, you know, th three or four phone conversations where I, I got to learn about uh, the company, you know, how, how, how long we've been in business, how, how do we compete? Um, you know, I really wanted to know what the value proposition was. What, what, right. how do you differentiate yourself? And the JS, uh, Jean-Sébastien JS, he's, uh, he is my boss. And again, he, every single answer he knew. And so in my head, they were, there was a clear advantage, right. And, and it wasn't something that was ambiguous. It was, they knew exactly who the target market was. This is our client. This is where we're going. We only deal with you know, Fortune 500. This is where we excel, and this is how we differentiate, right? So, you know, that was all very interesting to me. The, uh, you know, the, the 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 what I'd seen from JS as well over the last three years in the company go from five to ten to twenty, like just doubling every single year. Um, yeah. I felt as though it was a great, you know, opportunity and a, and a good time to to kind of get in at the ground level. And, uh, you know, I had a, a formal interview with JS after we had a few conversations over the phone. We knew what it was and I knew what it was. He knew me a bit better. So there was, an, uh, and then there was the, the formal interview in person. And then a final, uh, a final formal interview with uh, the CEO, uh, Maxim, who was also uh, a very, very, uh, you know, successful student, student painting coach and, and eventual, uh, uh, owner of this company. So he started strong core six years ago. So oh, really? Oh, everyone really in the company here, uh, that, you know, within the sales team anyways, is student as ex student painting. I have two coworkers. They're also <laughs> ex student painting on the sales side. So yeah, it's the, you know, it lives on, it, it yeah. lives on in strong core, but, uh, oh, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's fascinating. So, so, um, and just so everyone knows, Scholars at Your Service is actually a company that spun off of our our brand uh, years ago, Brett Patchentash and then Nick Ham. Um, and both of those, those people were really successful operators with us, took their year non-compete, and then started a business and then started to franchise. And so now Brett is running a very, very successful well, startup. I think it's seven, eight, nine years in. Um, uh, uh, out of Seattle uh, incubator and, and and his business is really scaling. And Nick has transformed scholars. Basically, you know, just, just to share, he lost JS, both VPs in the same year. And it was just really, really challenging. And then there are some, 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 some issues in the student painting business and then heading into the pandemic, I can't get on campus. And uh, he's transformed his business really into a coaching business. And he's doing absolutely unbelievably successful work so so scholars at your services is, is is shrinking um and uh and it really is is uh is 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 not in the same space his 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 uh focus is elsewhere and so um so let's go to Stromcore. like what what makes strong or any business that doubles year over year over year also won all sorts of awards for growth etc Let's talk about Stromcore and what Stromcore and how it's standing out in the marketplace. Sure. Um, well, let's start with what it is that we that we do. Um, Stromcore manufactures uh, lithium-ion batteries for for forklifts and uh, AGVs, so auto automatic or automated guided vehicles. Um, we build the battery that gets put into the forklift. Okay, so it's separate right now and it gets put in. Now the the bulk of the industry, 90 something percent, 95% is using lead acid technology, lead acid batteries. So 
they are electric powered forklifts, um, but they're using a technology that was invented in you know the 1850s. So, wow. you know, it's this whole idea of it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, that type of, it is broke, unfortunately, but <laughs> you know, not, not to the, not to, to these people, they've been doing this for so long. Um, the lead batteries, um, take about eight hours to charge, right? So if you imagine you're operating 24 seven and you have, you know, eight hours of runtime with one battery, and then you have to swap it out for another battery because that first one needs to charge. Uh, and then you go for another eight hours, you swap out a, another one because there's an equalization period where you have to fully charge and decharge the battery. So you end up having anywhere from in the in the very demanding applications, which is where we compete, we you end up having three, you know, batteries of these lead batteries per forklift. And the client, you know, they have to move the batteries in and out. Um, there's watering, which means you have to water the cells of the batteries. Uh, and and uh, again, these are all things that that, that have become normalized, but they shouldn't be. And and lithium essentially takes all of that out of the equation. Right. So um, there's also a lot of propane still being used. So, you know, forklifts that are still operating with propane up and lead acid batteries cannot really compete in propane operations just due to the, unless they're battery swapping again, but a lot of, of people opted to just go with propane because the lead batteries wouldn't keep up to their needs. So now with lithium, um, the benefits really are the following. I mean, it's like the battery in your cell phone. So it, we have um, an extremely fast charging battery. Um, it can charge from zero to 100% uh, percent in, in one hour. So what that means for the client is, you know, you never have to take the battery out of the forklift. You just, you plug it in like you would your cell phone for 15 minutes uh, while you go on break. Yeah, lunch, lunch, lunch. shift change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you have, you know, 30 minutes to, to, to 45, you know, an hour within a shift uh, to charge, our battery can can operate 24 seven um, without without needing to be swapped out or anything else like that. So that's really the advantage. Um, you'll see massive rooms full of of lead batteries. Okay, and they yeah. they're stacked up like to the ceiling, and uh, they they're, they're battery changing areas where they have entire spaces of the warehouse just dedicated to storing, charging, and swapping batteries. And so, yeah. really, my job is is to to trying to explain how how lithium could could help and change really the entire operation you know you can get rid of that room and and your guys don't have to wait in line to get the battery swapped and there are a lot of things here um that that it can help with but but ultimately we are still competing with the rest of lithium too right so we don't compete on price we compete on value we we right. have we have a product that can solve it works and it works extremely well um, and that's why, again, we go for the Fortune 500. People that uh, want to buy the cheapest lithium battery, that's not, those those aren't the clients that we go for because we don't have the cheapest. It's actually, yeah. you know, it's up there, um, but we have twice the warranty of our competitors. It just works. And so what we do, again, is is prove to the client through demos and, and, and that, that this can work. Often it's a, it's a, you know, on paper, does it work? Great. Well, but I've been burned before or, or so let's try it out. Right. Yeah. Hey leaders. I hope you are enjoying this podcast as we approach and surpass 300 episodes. Well, over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the student works management program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now, 
and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit Student Works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold Student Works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. So I don't know if I went on a, off a tangent there. We, we yeah, so, so why don't I, batteries. What, why, don't I, why don't I help out and then you cover off some more stuff? So a couple things just so everyone sees. So so everything, you know, in you know, in business really goes off of a business case. You know, so it's yes. it's it's about the value proposition. So Stromcore can go into a business and say, let's look at all the ways that this this uh, the real costs of these old methodologies. First of all, you'll be able to if we are correct and you're going to do your business case over time, you'll be able to completely reuse this area uh, of your factory. What is the value there? Here's yeah. here's all the lost labor, day over day, month over month, year over year. Um, uh, you know, here's, and then you basically put all these things in together and, and, and then say, well, this is the cost. Now, here's how much you can save. And, and on Stromcore's website, it says a potential annual savings of $8,000 per forklift. Yeah. So that's, that's the math. And by the way, if you can't raise money, if you don't have access to money, you can't do that. That's the other thing. That's why you're going Fortune 500 is because they're like, we have loads of money or have access to more money. So we have a business case done. We can, we can right. raise that money. We can, we can uh, you, know, you know, take money from here, put it here so that this can save. The other thing as well is they're also, it's not, now, um, I was going to say it's environmentally friendly. Like that, that doesn't sell so well. Okay, for a business, typically, sometimes it can like, you know, so so I should uh, you're right. So, you know, like Walmart's more looking, and more. There's a bunch of companies. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're looking. So certainly that's something. But the other thing is there's also health benefits of working yeah. with 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 uh, electrical versus these lead acid. And, and it's way less dangerous, way less problems for for the staff of your your, your uh, of your business. And of course, all businesses care about their staff and they also care about potential liabilities and injuries. So those are all the things that that I see about the value proposition about Stromcore. Thank you, Chris. And I think that one thing to mention is we're never, you know, at the front of it, right? If it was if we're just presenting the price, and this does tie into, you know, student works. If we were it's to just send we them price, yes. yeah. If I were to just say, okay, here's the price for my battery, you know, we're we're going to be uh, more. And and yes. so if they don't understand, and that's where this ROI, the return on investment mm -hmm. comes in. It's, can we understand all of your costs? Can we compare this to to our competitors' lithium? Let's put it all into one document. Let's yeah. lay it out, and, and and it becomes what's your your cost of ownership on over year year over year, not yeah. what is this? Oh, you know how how many thousand? Right? I mean that's X amount more than one lead battery. I said, yeah, it is. If you compare it to one lead battery to one of ours, absolutely. But that's not it's not a fair. That's comparison. not a fair so, comparison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's where you know we come in. That, that's what. What I do essentially is to, to to bridge that gap, right? Yeah. Bridge the gap of of 
what's the value behind the price tag? And that that's really where it comes from. So yeah. Um, and just for our leaders listening, you know, one of the biggest opportunities for top performers in our economy to do really well is to learn how to influence people. And so that's how it is. It's how do we grab their attention? How in 30 seconds can we have them stay on the phone? Because what we have to say so that they go, oh, okay, this could save me money. This could add, add benefit. This could help my career. You know, so we're talking to that initial person. Okay, we're having those pain points. Yes. And then over time, be able to build a, a, a return on investment so that they can see, okay, maybe I'll go buy one of these. And that's a lot of times the first step. We'll go put one in here. How is this? Is this actually true what they're saying? And they try it. And because this is an enormous organization, they don't try it for a week and say, let's do it. They try it for a month. They try it for a quarter. And then they go, oh, okay, let's try four then. You know, and it's and it's and it's just over time, yes, the 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 checkbox get checked and checked and checked. And 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 so that's how businesses operate. But I want everyone to see how do sales leaders like Luke uh, and JS operate. Well, they need to be thoughtful, persistent, see the long game, be willing to sort of say, um, um, I'm just going to keep doing this and doing this and doing this. And I can, I can see that over time, this is what my income is going to be. And, and cause you know, and we're not going to talk income about what JS earns or what the, you know, the net profits of the company are, but they're really, really growing because of the value they're delivering. And it, it, it happens over time. It's, it's kind of a, a commitment. And then it's seeing, oh, here, if year one, this is how much they buy. And then year two, and then year three. And then pretty soon, what if they swap out all those lead batteries and we own 100% of it? This is the market capacity. And it's like, wow, is that ever a big number? Yeah, it's, it's a big number. <laughs> and that's why sales, sales leaders who really do well do incredibly well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very it's a very results-based economy here, just you know, it's the exact same as it was. And um, you yeah. work hard and you're rewarded for it. You know, it's and, and but truly, you know, our job is our, our job is about education, a lot of it, but it's also yeah. about this it's EQ. You know, you have to be able to understand where the that they're coming from and not, you know, if it, it's such a long process over a year, if you're too pushy or there's a there's all this, there's a balance that you always have to stretch. Now. I'd like to mention, Chris, just just we have a, a process. It's about a a nine to ten step process, right? Love that to, we love go to through. hear about that. Yeah, just to get you know one one sale, right? So, you know, it starts with that you get you get the lead from a referral from from whatever um, you you call. Okay, again, it's a very brief sort of here's who here's who we are. Here's what we do. Um, I'd be interested. Can can we set up a meeting? So the whole yeah. goal for this call really is to just set up a meeting. Hundred percent. You have your your introductory battery presentation, often done over Zoom. This is where you go into the details on the battery. We we ask that there's one hour, you know, available. Same as uh, as you're booking an estimate, you want to make sure the time's there. But following from the battery presentation, it's it's we want to gather data. Okay, so we do either a power study, meaning we plug a sort of meter into the their their current lead battery, and then we measure the energy going through it. So then with that, we have data. Uh, which we use as a tool to build recommendations for the client. You know, you need this size battery, this size charger, and we'll simulate that by saying, you know, this is we we now have the data. We say this is your consumption. Um, this is what your operation looks like. You're you're operating for you know from twelve to four. You have a break, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this is what it would look like with one of our batteries. Right. And from there, 
you build the the ROI, and, and then the next step is a demo. So once they have this, once the finance, once it makes sense, they know you. The finances are there. They say, okay, this could work. Um, they go, well, again, you can say every uh, whatever whatever you want. You know, for sure. Uh, seeing is believing. So yes, we set. You know, we. Again, if they're very most of the time at this point, we've gone through the ROI, they're interested and it's time to uh, put it to the test. So we send them a battery, we put it in for, for a month. Sometimes it depends, you know, longer if, it, if the client wants and they're, they're worth the time. But often, again, all of our clients, if, if they want the demo, we get them the demo. Yes. And uh, from there, we get even better data. Um, we get to go to the client to set up the demo. We get to meet the people in the facility. Again, all of this is part of it because you you need to get in there. The face, you know, yes. it's all it's Trust. all important. Yep. Yeah, building the relationship. Yeah, with multiple decision makers and influencers. Yep. Yes, talk to the forklift drivers. You know, because yes. you know the operators are going to tell their boss what they think of the battery. It's not that it's not the facility. You know, maintenance guy that's driving the forklift. So they're getting the feedback from the operator, and then they're passing that feedback to their boss. And again, that's where like. You were saying it's you have to really sell an entire company on this because it's like telephone where things get lost in translation. You know, yeah. If you if you pass something on so many times, it's not the same sentence anymore. But um, yeah. So once we've done the demo, we have more data, and that's where we we often say, okay, look, you've tried it out. You know, buy one or two, buy five. Um, yeah. Put them in a variety of applications, right? So if you have a, for, a part of the facility working harder, put one there. Put one in. In this other, you know, the the shipping area, and then we we say do that for a year or so, or you know, get some like test us out, right? Yeah. See how our service is. See how you know. Um, that's really how we we go about it because time is our friend, and over time our battery stands out, whereas our competitors uh, end up breaking. So so yeah. we're not ever pushing them on that, and it's we know that, you know, if they try it for a year to five, then it's just about how was our service. How, yeah. You know how 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 did this all go? Can we have the conversation of of going to, you know, fifty to one hundred? So that's the yeah. general process, right? Yeah. And clients can get stuck at a on certain any point, one of but... those steps. Yes. Yeah. 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 And there's and, a and there and there's ahead, a sorry. lot going on there too. Uh, just just so everyone hears. And again, as Luke was saying, it's a whole team. So it's not like Luke's response. Well, Luke is responsible. And and, and I'm like and, the quarterback. And, yeah, that's right. And you know, you could see how quote unquote, service is really important for StromCore. So yeah. there's a problem with a battery. How quickly do they deal with it? How responsive are they? So again, they need to have a, an incredible team that, that, that again, and then again, as you're talking about data, they understand the data, they understand what, what the risks are, they understand what's happening. Uh, they understand here's what it's like to drive this battery uh, forklift versus another one. Here's the advantages. Here's any potential drawbacks. These are what to look out for. So all these different things, and, and it's the the devil is in the details. And the yes. better we kind of manage each one of those, the more likely it's going to progress faster. Uh, which which again is is in everyone's best interest, and and frankly the client's best interest because they're actually going to see a really fantastic return from this. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And and it's a. Uh... It's a process that works. I mean, I've gone through, I've gone through the process, and again, I, I just, I looked at what JS has achieved over the last three years on his own. I mean, he was able yeah. to, to, to do this, and so it does follow that process. You know, you have a year where you're working really hard, cold, you're, you're really getting in the door. That's yeah. the whole thing. And it's like yeah. you do what you need to do, et cetera, to get in the door. Once you're in the door, 
the job changes a little bit and now you have to sell the entire company on you got one battery sold how do we get you to 100 right so <laughs> uh, you know it's it's fun it's a, it's it's really enter- and that's where you know lithium batteries forklifts it all becomes very interesting when when you really get into it because there's so much to it so yeah. anything can be interesting right yeah you- yes yeah no it's well it's also it, things things are interesting when they're uh they they create lots of value. They're changing yep. industries again. Like you said, there's an environmental component of this that is that's that's exciting. That's really making a a difference, right? So so these are all the different things that really are make it interesting. And who's kidding? Who winning is interesting. <laughs> winning is fun. <laughs> who doesn't like to win, Chris? But it it does genuinely feel good help, helping our clients out. And they you know they say. The best part of the job is, you know, how, how's how's the battery? How, how are things going, Luke? It's fantastic. I mean, it's the best battery I've ever used. I mean, awesome. I, you know, how's the service? Ten out of ten, right? That's that's what gets me up every day. It's it, yeah. you know, winning is great, but honestly, when the you know selling a product that um, is genuinely helpful, I think that's the, the the best part about it for me. Like, it truly is a great yeah. a great thing, and um, it makes a difference, right? You, you yeah, know, it makes a difference that you're selling something very very useful. Yeah, no, it's super cool, and and just so so uh, so um, our our leaders are are know is is Stromcore is 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 really interested in our our alumni in the program. So so one of the things we're doing here is just talking about it, uh, um, just so that you know potential alumni can listen and hear and go, wow, I'd really like to do this. And just so you know, because we're probably you know having some people who may be in first year, or second year, or third year school, and going, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose this opportunity because it's going to go. No, <laughs> the opportunity for Stromcore is massive, and it's in and the the market size is 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 enormous and going to happen over really decades, right? Like yeah. it's just it's just so big to transform the industry, the old industry that was there since the 1850s, to to change this new battery, uh, yeah. um, you know, batteries. And, and again, it's part of the, uh, again, electrification of, of the world that again, we're all hoping for because that's that's gonna make an enormous difference for us environmentally. Uh, I actually, I, I've got a, a exciting podcast coming up in the next uh, next few weeks as well uh, on, on that, another alumni making really enormous uh, 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 changes and transformation in that area. So. So just exciting stuff. Yeah. So any anything else anything else to share about Stromcore before we wrap up with a few other uh, questions? Well, uh, honestly, what I what I can say is that the you know the skills that I learned in my student painting years those skills have been um, extremely transferable. All, all the things that I did well um, in the painting business have come back in, in what I'm doing today to be extremely helpful and. And even the things that I did bad at, again, I know that I need to work, you know, extra hard on those parts. So all of it, you know, I wouldn't be here today uh, without yeah. without that. So it's one of these things that if you're thinking about professional sales in any way, this this is it. And and StudentWorks definitely gives you that that perfect uh, precursor to to the yeah. professional world like that. Awesome. So awesome. And so yeah. so 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 what about um, what did you have to change about yourself, Luke? To sort of start having the the types of really really amazing success that you're having at Stronghold, um, accountability, you know, above above all else, like truly, you know, everything is my fault, and, and that might sound, uh, you know, 
oh, you know, aren't you going to? No, it, it, it allows everything to be within your control, actually. So yeah. if, someone, if something is someone else's uh, job or no, you know, they should have done that. Or, you know, if there's never if it wasn't if there's nothing that you could have done in that situation, then you're powerless. And so for me, truly saying, OK, yes, they might have, have messed up here. But what could I have done to prevent that mess up from happening in the first place? Going back and there's always something you can do. Um, and so being accountable, really, and truthful to, with myself, too, you know, being truthful with with, hey, if I'm going to do this, you know, if I, if I say I, I'm going to do this, I better do it. And if I can't, I better be honest about that, too. Um, but then again, it's it's if something goes wrong. OK, got it. First of all, how did that happen? What did I do that, that allowed this to happen? What can I do, you know, to be proactive moving forward um, to prevent that from happening again? Because unless it's your fault, there's nothing you can do. You're just sitting there. You're powerless and, and you never get anywhere. So yeah. that's the, the really big one. I mean, there's lots of things, um, but that's the big one. You yeah, know, true, it, true accountability. I love that. And I, and I, and I, I think it'll land on people if, if rather than fault, I'm responsible. I'm that's, 100% accountable just because yeah. fault may land for people as, as it's my, it's, 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 I was yeah. wrong or I'm bad. And we really try to separate morality from integrity. I am 100% responsible. I'm 100% accountable. And then as Luke said, I can make a change. I can, yes. I, I can shift things. I can learn. I can grow. I can make an impact. And that's what's, that's what's really powerful. And when people really get, hey, I, everything in my life is because of me. Like yeah. just everything, you know, if there's a disagreement and, and I'm having a problem with relationship or whatever, hey, I'm accountable. And so yeah, then what did, what did yeah. I do to that? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. what do I do? And then how can then 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 that puts you at cause in the matter and I can go and I can go and look to repair that or whatever rather than, oh, it's them. Right. Victimhood. So so I love yeah, that. It, I appreciate it, by the way, you bringing that up. It is responsibility and you have to remove that. You have to be able to if you did something that that didn't, and it didn't you have to be able to say, OK, that doesn't make me bad or anything else. Yes. Taking full accountability is just got it. My responsibility. Let's let's move forward, right? So if you stick with bad decisions or or, or whatever, and it makes it gets to you, that that that's the opposite of what you're trying to do, right? Absolutely. And so so uh, what what key habits would someone want to um, you know use? What 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 are the good really good habits that you've you've created over the last number of years? Do what you say. Um, again, be always be on time. I mean, five minutes early. If you're not early, uh, you're late. Um, yeah. I would say that. People over everything is is one habit that if if you can you know if if it involves people and you have to make a certain sacrifice you know it, it's always worth it so people first and and I think being a fantastic listener and not as not and and you know trying to listen when you're in a sales conversation rather than talk and this is yeah. something I'm still struggling this is a, a skill but also a habit you need to get into the habit of listening is this is the process because the more that you know the better you are the less you know you're just sort of talking at, at the person so yeah. you know ha having a genuine conversation and truly listening to, to, to what the person's saying and, and gathering that information instead of just selling you know talk yeah. less about the product learn more about them Absolutely. And, and that's a big one it's a really big that. one so i love that and the other I don't thing know if that's is, a skill or a habit, but it, you know, it, 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 I think it's both. It's I think it's, I think it's both. And, and the other thing as well, as I love is, is I always think the best salespeople have the best questions, you know, yeah. and then they can just keep reusing those questions. Like life can yeah. be way easier 
you know, just, you know, again, like, and by the way, I've met with Luke a whole number of times this summer, always early. Okay. So just speak to that. <laughs> so well done, Luke. And, and so it's, so it's like, it's like, um, you know, it's, it's just making, putting those, putting, you know, banking those questions, always saying, yeah. ask these questions and then, and then seeing the value of those questions and then just, you know, keep, keep asking them. One of my favorite questions in our business, Luke, with our operators is, they're quite regularly sitting down with these people they're really impressed with. Like our our customers, our end customers are really impressive people largely. They, yeah. They're homeowners. They've had really successful careers. So I just love, you know, and recommend people say, so Mr. Dentanta, I just see you've been super successful and I'm just a young person, you know, looking out into my future. What would you recommend for a young person getting started? And it's just so powerful because, first of all, it really links why people want to help our business. And yes. then people kind of settle in. They pull their shoulder straps up or, their, you know, they feel like, oh, wow, here, I want to share some stuff. And it's it really connects the operator with the, the, the client. And guess what? It's totally authentic. Like if it's yeah. not, then it won't work, of course, but it, but people feel really connected. And then it's really interesting through that customers are really enrolled in our program that they, they give us feedback at the end. They try to help us. They give us referrals. So, so it's really, really a powerful question. Absolutely. And uh, learning about that, you know, and, and I remember I genuinely was, I was walking into yeah. some of these homes and I'm thinking, oh my God, I mean, I didn't. You know, what do you do? How, how did yeah. you get here? And immediately it's like their face lights up, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and all of a sudden I, I got the job. And, and But, it, you know, you can do that consciously. But I love what you said about if you don't mean it, don't say it. People can sniff that out like a mile away. Right. If you're like, oh, nice, you know, nice shirt or, or whatever. It's for the if it's for the sake of. But yes. no, it's genuinely being interested and learning and, and listening. And uh, sometimes what I do is try and just so that they know is I try and repeat what what they were saying so if i understand it this is you know and you go through the whole thing and you and you yes. repeat it back to them and often you, you know what no you didn't there was something that you you might you have missed, missed you and didn't so understand yeah yeah but people and love that because they, they get that you're really trying to understand it and being really heard in the world is powerful because so so often we don't do that for each other and when i talk about standing out right and with uh, uh, in a sea of salespeople, that's that's what I mean. Because you can have the best product, the best everything, unless the client gives you any time of day, or and, and unless you can show them that you actually care. They that's you know that's how you stand out. It's it's yeah. not by by having. Oh, it it helps to have the best battery around. But, yes. uh, yeah. yeah, but you'll but people are will lose if they don't for sure. Because because again, yeah. there's so many ways to lose the deal, and that's that's oh, yeah. something that's that's just you know. And again, it's it's. So, so that high EQ. So the final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind, Luke? Someone who uh, enjoys putting themselves out of their comfort zone and, and doing the things that that make them nervous and, and 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 getting through it because you really only learn the hard stuff by, by going out and, and doing the thing. And mm -hmm. almost always the best parts of life are, you know, past that past that sort of uh, that that barrier, that comfort barrier, right? So I think the leaders of tomorrow will will be the ones that push themselves past the barrier, even in time of pandemic or what have you, right? Um, do what makes you uncomfortable. That's that's how you get better. And I think that's yeah. really 
you know, there's a lot more to it, but that's the main thing is if you keep trying, putting yourself yeah. into these places where these situations where you can grow, um, yeah. I think that's what you need to do over and over, right? And never get complacent. Always, yeah. always keep putting yourself into that place. Yeah, uh, love it. As soon as the thing you've been doing is now comfortable, okay, uh, time to start the next one, right? I, I'm I'm in a I'm in a men's group, um, and and one of the things I remember someone sharing with me this morning is is you know he's sort of describing that he's on this growth edge, and he's he's my age. Uh, mm-hmm. I think no, sorry, I think he's a decade older than me, and he's and he's talking about still being on that growth edge and continuing to push out that growth edge. So. So that's the way to look at our lives is, is how can I keep being on that growth edge? And, and again, it's where, where the, 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 the love of life comes in too, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and high performance and personal growth and satisfaction. So, so I love that. That's, that's just such a, such a great, uh, great piece, Luke. Thanks, Chris. And uh, I learned a lot of this again, but what, what is it that through student painting was you have, you have a, a threshold, right? And you have to just keep raising the threshold. Yeah. So that how is it that people that have all their lows can still be above the well, it's because their their low is at the next person's, you know, high, right? So you just keep on it's not that you don't have bad days, just your your bottom is is higher, right? Yeah, absolutely absolutely. Well, Luke, thanks so much for coming on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast, for sharing about, you know, this amazing company, Strong Core, and about all the success you you've had. So let's keep crushing it and I'll be excited to to hear about more of your success. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. And I uh, really appreciate it. It's been good. Okay. Have a great day. Cheers. All right. Bye. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.